everybody, and welcome to On Air, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm here with Andy today. I'm Ed. Now, Andy, yes. it's a special month. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's my favorite time of the year, honestly. Um, I'm just so happy that we're back here working with, honestly, one of the hardest working actors in all of Hollywood. Um I mean, I think it would be an honor to get him on the show, but I think by doing this worship every year, hopefully we can create our own living, breathing Jason Bateman. Yes, uh, it is Batemanuary again. So <laughs> we covered, uh, I would say problematic show. Uh, <laughs> it's called Sit Down, Shut Up. It aired in 2009. It didn't actually air during the main season. It was during... A strange time. It wasn't even summer, like a summer show, because it started in April. Yeah, I, and I ended in November. I mean, I, I remember this show totally flying under the radar because of, like Fox, and even I'd say they even do this to to a lesser extent now. But Fox always has these shows that fill in weird programming gaps, and specifically weird gaps in the animation um, hour or whatever that they do. Um, cause didn't the, for a while they used to have like animation domination or something like that. Yeah, it was, uh, animation domination was, I think American dad, King of the Hill, family guy and the Simpsons. Right. And then I think they wanted to continue that trend by coming up with new shows that were family guy esque. And, um, you know, I, I, I think this, this inherits all of the worst features of what that could mean. That was definitely a trend that they uh, had going because I think once American Dad ended, once King of the Hill ended, and then once Cleveland Show was all gone, it, those all happened at different times. And throughout that time, they needed a uh, fourth show for their animation slot on Sunday. And they would just rotate in these one-hit wonder shows, one-season wonder shows. There was a one point where Napoleon Dynamite had an animated show. Yes. And actually, they still do this now. Like, I, I look at Fox um, and like, you know, you have The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers. But then beyond that, like any other kind of show that tries to fit into that block always kind of has the same fate or at least has the same kind of vibe as one as this show, where it's just like it's it's got good people in it. But there's something very off about it. And I do not trust this show. Yeah, I was surprised the amount of talent that was in this show. So this show was made by uh, Mitchell Hurwitz. Arrested Development. Exactly, of Arrested Development fame. And uh, you can tell because he cast a lot of uh, Arrested Development stars in it. So it has Will Arnett as Ennis, who is the English teacher. Jason Bateman as Larry, the PE teacher. Kristen Chenoweth as Miracle, the science teacher. Will Forte as Stuart, the assistant principal. Tom Kenny as Happy. Oh boy. Which that's yeah. that's a whole thing in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, so Happy is a Middle Eastern character, and his name is Muhammad Sabi, but they call him Happy. And his character speaks entirely in Arabic, but they dub it over in English. With Tom Kenny. And you know, I, I have to say there is some level of me that thinks that that was an intentional decision after the show had been written or like animated because I feel like a lot of the jokes with that character specifically were drawn back on. Yeah, it does have that feel. Um, so we also have Nick Kroll as Andrew, the drama teacher. That was Nick Kroll? That was Nick Kroll. Wow. Nick Kroll has this ability to be a voice actor and I never know it's him. Like he was the hormone monster on Big Mouth. I did not know that was him. Yeah, I always assumed that was um Will Arnett. Oh, really? I I thought it was um D Bradley Baker or whatever the uh no Diedrich whatever from uh Oh, Diedrich Bader, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was Nick Kroll. <laughs> and we have Sherry O'Terry as Helen, who is the librarian. Keenan Thompson as Sue, which I spent the entire episode Within the last, like, five minutes, I was like, oh, that's Kenan Thompson. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out the whole time. I was like, who is that? I know that voice. Yeah, I, I picked up on that 
pretty quick because that character pretty quickly became my favorite character. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have Henry Winkler as Willard, who is the German teacher. So we get a little introduction to this show with a welcome to Knob Haven, Florida sign. <laughs> That's literally right into it. Knob Haven. It's great. It's smart. Yeah, yeah, if there's one thing about this show that uh, I can just say off the bat, it's that uh, the delivery of the jokes is not very uh, subtle. No, it's like they put the jokes on a baseball bat and then they swung it at your face three times. <laughs> I mean, like, isn't the first joke of the show about Will Arnett's nuts or something? Yeah, he says, oh, I can't feel my nuts while he's driving. Reaches down to search for his nuts. Surprise, it's a bag of peanuts. Meanwhile, he runs over a bunch of uh, bicyclists. Yeah, he, he literally runs over kids. <laughs> and then he sees Happy. Well, first off, we get a little uh, introduction. Almost like a game show or dating game show, like where it like pops up with their face and like some facts. I, 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 that's the one thing I liked about the show was that like intro to everybody like they they all had like report cards or something you know exactly and it gives them each a catchphrase ennis is catchphrases are for losers <laughs> it's perfect larry's is why can't someone else teach pe miracles is babies are gifts from god drummers are creeps yeah is there supposed to be like a pro-life message to that or like I don't know. I got some like anti-vaxxer vibes from that character. 100%. That's what the character's supposed to be. Damn. And this was 2009, people. Fox is woke. Fox is so ahead of the time. Yeah. Fo <laughs> yeah. This show is so progressive. <laughs> I mean, look at The Simpsons. Look at Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> look at Apu. Look at Happy. Uh, Stewart's catchphrase is, I need a catchphrase. Yes. Happy's is I am fond of America. Well, it's not that uh, originally. Uh, he starts to say, like, doesn't he start to say, like, death to America, and they, like, dub it over? Yeah, they dub it over. <laughs> um, Classic Jeff Dunham. Oh, wow, hold on. Do you think we could get Jeff Dunham on this show? I think we could get Jeff Dunham anywhere. I think what we need to do is get a Papa John's gift certificate signed by John <laughs> himself. And then I think we can get Jeff Dunham to basically, you know, give us a little ink. What? Wait, hold on. Yeah. What? Give us a little ink? Yeah, give us a little ink. Like an inkling? No, 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 no. You know, he's going to, uh, you know, send some ink our way. Does that mean he's going to autograph something? No, 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 <laughs> no, come on. He's a, I don't, I, I really don't want to have to say this on the show, but Jeff Dunham is an octopus. Oh, that would explain so much. Yeah. I hate that you, you brought that out of me. We've talked about this. Wait, so does that mean Yeah. his face is actually a tentacle Yep. <laughs> and he's speaking from his actual mouth. So that way, like he's, he's double ventriloquizing. Ventriloquismizing? I don't know. How, how do you say that? Ventriloquismizing? Vandalism. That's how we Vandalism. say it. Vandalism. Yeah. Okay. Violation. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Jeff Dunham is very talented as an octopus. As a human being? Not talented. No, not at all. But now that you've revealed that he's an octopus, I, I see him in a whole new light. And we gotta get him on the show. <laughs> ASAP. I do want to point out, I meant on this show, Sit Down, Shut Up, not on Unaired. Oh, I thought you meant on unaired. No, I would not want an octopus on this show. Well, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense because you didn't want the ink. And, that, you know, we're not going to walk through this joke again. We're just going to keep on moving and uh, remind everybody that Jeff Dunham is actively touring. So if you'd like to get tickets for his tour, just head over to jeffdunham.com. Forward slash unaired. <laughs> yeah, we got to get those, <laughs> those proceeds. Uh, so Andrew's catchphrase is speak up. Helen's is quiet down. Sue is no, which makes sense because her character's full name is Sue says no. Yeah. Ha ha ha. And Willard's is if I believed in reincarnation, I'd kill myself tonight. 
I think he has the best arc uh, out of anybody in the show. Yeah, and it's... How do you think they approached Henry Winkler, of all people, to get that role? You see, I was thinking of that um, as I was watching the show. And I think it's... I, I think with many of the people in this show, it's exclusively because the show is made by the creator of uh, Arrested Development. I feel like a lot of people were just doing him a favor by doing this pilot. That's true. It could have been like a... They didn't get a script at first either. They were just like, oh, Mitchell Herowitz is working on this. Do you want to work with him? And they was like, of course I want to. I've seen Arrested Development. Well, yeah. And especially like with a voiceover show too, or like, sorry, animated shows. It's just like, it's very, it's easier on the part of the actor to commit to something like that because I don't know, they probably felt the, the hype of Arrested Development and around 2009 was, did it just go off the air? I think it was earlier than that, because 2004 is when it premiered, I believe. Right. 2004 or 2005. And I think there were like three or four seasons. So yeah. it was off. But yeah, I felt I feel like people were trying to capitalize on like, ooh, this is going to be the next like big thing. Yeah, especially with uh, animation was still like that was their big block. But yeah. Right around when Walt Disney died, you know. Yeah. When he uh, reincarnated. Uh, so, uh, we get the introduction to Happy because he sees Happy on a bike. I believe it was on a bike. And then doesn't he run him over? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes, he does. <laughs> because he screams at him. Oh, God. Classic, Jeff. Yeah. Then we see a car with uh, Helen and Andrew in it. Andrew's dancing. Helen says, I wish you wouldn't dance to my Kegel exercise tape. Oh, my God. Yeah. They have uh, their whole dynamic. And so they overdo it because Andrew's supposed to be like extremely flamboyant and over the top. And he's the drama teacher. And Helen, they make this very masculine woman, I guess. Yeah. Which they explain a little bit later that he she uh, has testosterone. And that's why she takes uh, female hormones. And that, that's a big plot point of this episode. And boy, howdy, isn't that funny, folks? Isn't that funny? A, a woman who needs to take the estrogen to be a moral lady? Isn't that a funny? Yeah, I think they, uh, <laughs> I think they watched Family Guy and said, how do we outdo this? <laughs> I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, there's two things about the show that really confuse me. The first, or confuses me. The first one is that it is a Mitchell Hurwitz show, um, which isn't that confusing, I guess, because Arrested Development can get a little blue sometimes. Um, but I'd say the other thing that confuses me is that, uh, and I don't know if you knew this, but apparently the show is based on a, a live action um, Australian comedy series. Yeah, it was another uh, one-season show aired in 2001. And that's one thing that freaked me out a little bit about this show, was that the backgrounds were all live-action. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I mean, I, I suppose that saves a lot, because I know a lot of time is spent in um, scenic art, like the background artists and things like that. Uh, but still, it's it's like unsettling watching that. It's like when you see Swedish Chef from the Muppets and he has human hands but a puppet face. Yeah, or a big old dong. You know, we've never seen the Swedish Chef's dong. Is he circumcised? I mean, it's what do you think's in his mouth? Why, why do you think he talks like that? <laughs> I'm sorry, are you saying that his foreskin is in his mouth? Yeah, he's chewing on it. <laughs> he's It's his cud. He's been chewing on it for a while. <laughs> Look, I think about these things a lot. I've read a lot of books about Jim Henson, and I'd say that the Swedish chef is most likely chewing on his own foreskin. That would explain a lot. I think it would explain everything. I think <laughs> I think we would get out of this mess we've been in since the 2016 election, Edward, if people would just own up to this truth. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, breaking news. Swedish chef. He's nominon foreskin. <laughs> it's happening. It's real. <laughs> so 
as that's happening, as we get the whole Kegel argument, a ambulance drives by, and they say, ah, don't worry about that ambulance. It's probably just Willard trying to get a free ride to school. We go inside the ambulance. It's Willard. And he's saying, oh, you guys can just let me off here. I can't, le- I can't like, skip work, otherwise I don't get paid. They say, well, we have to shock you or we don't get paid. They shock him. They push him out of the ambulance. And immediately, he gets hit by Miracle, who has bumper stickers saying, God will protect me, all over her, her uh, windshield. And she says, oh, I can't see anything with these God will protect me windshield stickers. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of the point. It's true. She has a baby named Merch. I don't know if that was, like, kind of a commentary yeah i didn't get the joke on that one i i was having trouble with that (laughs) i think it's supposed to be like a commentary on like oh it's this like cute sellable character like how baby yoda everybody's scrambling for baby yoda merch oh like stewie yeah oh smart yeah yeah attack family guy smart yeah take them (laughs) down a peg because your show is so so much smarter than Family Guy. <laughs> uh, Stuart pulls up, parks his car, starts fixing uh, the letters in the billboard that say Flu Shots Saturday. I think it said that. It said Flu Shots or something like that. Yeah, it was really confusing. Yeah, the letters were peeling out. Then Sue pulls up saying, hey, you're in my parking spot. He says, oh, no, that's reserved for the principal. She says, yeah, I'm the acting principal right now. He says, oh, I know. Which doesn't make sense because he literally just said that's for the principal. <laughs> what do you mean? It all adds up. Uh, you know what? Hold on. Let me get my calculator. Yeah. Type that one in. Let me carry the one. Check that one out. Oh, yeah. That does add up. It does. Yeah. I figured. I mean, I, I imagine they wouldn't make a show that doesn't make any sense, you know? Eh, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Uh, so she tells him like, oh, you got to move your car. He says, oh, well, joke's on you. It won't turn on for six hours after I turn it off. (laughs) We get his whole introduction of, I need a catchphrase, which he says. (laughs) Aren't there always like small claps every time he says it too? Yeah. It's like a little applause. We find out that the reason that the current principal isn't there is because he had an accident with quotation marks while he was wearing bear claws. Now, you can't see this because this is an audio medium, but I was doing the quotation marks that he did, the air quotes. The whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, We go inside. Uh, Sue talks to Ennis and Larry, saying we found these drugs in a student's locker. Ennis pops them. And then says, wait, you found these in a locker? Spits them out. Which I don't understand what the joke was, because they do that again later. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's random drugs. So the joke is like, you shouldn't be doing them anyway. But the thing that makes you spit them out is that they were found in a locker. Yeah, I guess. Uh, she well, says... It's high art, Ed. It's very high brow. Yeah. You're right. I know. It's The brow is so high, it's in the hairline. It's, it's sickening, honestly. Sue says, uh, we're going to give these to the science teacher to figure out what these drugs are. And also, we didn't kick ass on No Child Left Behind, so we need to cut a teacher if we don't make money. Of course. Yeah. Then her and Larry have a conversation about how Larry was supposed to be the science teacher, but he was beat out by Miracle because she... Stripped to prove that she didn't descend from a monkey. (laughs) He says, can we get a flashback? Does that joke again, like, two seconds later. Yeah, family guy. Yeah. Sue says, they're not going to flashback to it. (laughs) No. Then Willard goes over to Ennis, who's in the locker room. Oh, there's another little plot that uh, I forgot to mention. Helen was caught in a gym locker... Oh my god, yeah, thank you. Bring this up. This is disgusting. I hate this. Yeah, Yeah, she was uh, trying to flirt with a student who is a 23-year-old man, but she hides in the gym locker for three days. 
And she says, well, it would have been longer than three days if I had brought my gas mask. She was only found because Happy was going through spraying gas in every single locker. <laughs> That's besides the point. Well, it gets a little bit to the point. And I mean, she was like near nude in that locker. Yeah, it was very creepy. But uh, we get to the locker room. Ennis is there changing, saying that, uh, oh, no, some of the, uh, one of the teachers is going to get sacked because the budget cuts and all that shit from No Child Left Behind. And Willard says, oh, no, well, a student caught me buying dirty magazines today. Can you hide these? Because I don't want if if I get caught with dirty magazines, then that's my job. And he goes, yeah, sure thing, buddy. All while Andrew is inside a locker doing the same thing that Helen was doing. Ugh. God. yeah why just like why and why does it have to be these two characters who are who are coded as queer why why are they also pervs just hiding in lockers i don't know they just it's it's upsetting that they did that but it is fox fox tends to toe that line which is unfortunate but yes but we love you uh i don't know burgers yeah bob's burgers we love you that's it period yeah Simpsons, you're hit or miss right now, but yeah, we're we're still working on our feelings about you. Hey, hey, Bones. Hey, remember Bones? Oh, I remember Bones. Remember Buffy, Angel, and, and that was and Firefly. I, I I hate to break it to you, but that was UPN. Was um Buffy, Buffy and Angel. Yeah, yeah, but Firefly. They canceled that. Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> so Willard's like oh thanks for hiding these magazines for me he leaves and Ennis is reading through them and goes ah gee Willard these are like I can't believe you bought these he turns around it's a bunch of students he goes oh sorry I was just looking at Willard's uh, dirty magazines Also, what, why is he the English teacher? Like, the way this character is dressed and where he hangs out in the show makes it seem like he's the gym teacher. That's honestly exactly what I was thinking. So confusing. And all these characters... Okay, so... In a TV show, it's funny when, like, one or two characters are, like, the dumb character. In this show, every character is the dumb character. It's overkill. Yeah, it's like everybody is vying for the limelight in the show. Exactly. Everybody wants to be the Joey of this show. And that's a high bar. That is. Uh, We get that uh, moment because Ennis, when he says, oh, you got these magazines and you're a teacher, I'd avoid being a teacher near Sue. Willard says, well, that's my job. Ennis goes, that's where I know you from. I kind of love that. Then we get Miracle coming in to explain what the drugs were. She consulted the stars. She asked the stars what the drugs were. An asteroid flies by. And she goes, an asteroid? Steroids. They're roids for the ass. And they go, do you mean steroids? Oh, that's a thing? (laughs) Incredible. Great writing. Yeah, Larry says, well, they're not my students. My students are crap at every sport. They can't be on steroids. We get a montage of them being shitty at every sport. Uh, the one that was funny was there's a, um, a skeet shooting part where he pulls the thing. The little disc goes up in the air. The kid turns and shoots the machine by accident. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, hey, the kid's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, they decide they're going to test the steroids on Stuart without telling him. Something that's super bad. Don't do that. <laughs> but also, you know, if you're going to do it, it's got to be Stuart, I guess. To be fair, I would go for uh, Ennis, but... Mm. I don't know. Will Forday, we get to see how he reacts, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say, the voice cast did kill it in this show. Oh, yeah. They, they sold everything that they were given. Yeah. The jokes that fell flat, that was on the writing. Yeah, I mean, it's just what they were given to work with is very problematic. 100%. 
Um, we get a kind of uh, teacher meeting in the teacher's lounge uh, talking about how, you know, they need the money. Uh, the football team needs to win so that the alumni will donate. Which I'm pretty sure that's a college thing. That's not a high school thing, but. Uh, you know, maybe. I mean, I thought that was a funny joke. You know, the alumni getting the money because they're jumping in the stands. That's that's a smart one, you know? I feel like that deserves some merit. See, I like the flashback because this is when we get a flashback to the principal and his accident. We see, uh, well, Andrew references that he uh, should have never adapted Edward Scissorhands for the stage. And we get a flashback of the audience's pers- uh, perspective. And it says, Edward, if you didn't have scissors for hands, you'd be so normal. Well, I don't want to be quote unquote normal and as he says quote unquote you see blood splatter on the audience (laughs) that was a good one i enjoyed that joke yeah i mean hey there are some a couple of jokes that genuinely made me giggle yeah the next one uh helen says well 16 years ago there was a time capsule buried oh my god and we get a flashback it's in like sepia it looks like the 1890s it says 1993 and she goes oh there was this uh bottle of this really expensive wine buried, and now it's worth hundreds of dollars. And there's a there's a newspaper in the flashback that says OJ named like most like friendly or successful Negro, and it's like what the f? <laughs> like this is 1993. What's happening? I did not read that part. Oh God, it's horrible. <laughs> oh man, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really made the show like even worse than it already was that definitely just ruined that scene um so helen is uh tasked with digging up and looking for the time capsule and Stuart is assigned as assistant coach because they're testing the steroids on him they tell him it's vitamins then we get uh the sports practice i don't know why i said sports we get to the football practice and he asks him hey how do your testicles feel? And we get a flashback of him. He grinds a skateboard, falls on a trash can, hits his junk. Something else hits his junk. And he goes, eh, they really don't. Except for I got a little tingle when the librarian hit me with a shovel. And then we get a flashback of uh, her digging. She accidentally <laughs> hits him with the shovel in the junk. He's smiling. Uh, his jacket, instead of assistant coach, says ass coach. Perfect. It's a good good gag. Yeah. Then we cut to the German classroom where Willard's saying, okay, goodbye is off Wiedersehen. They say, goodbye. He goes, no, 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 I need you to, I can't lose this job. I need you to say off, say off. And they all go off, off, off. Ennis comes in thinking they're laughing. He goes, how dare you laugh at this man for buying pornography? And he just starts pulling out and naming all the magazines. And they start laughing. He goes, well, now that sounds like real laughter. Then we cut back to the football practice. Larry is just like, man, I really wish I could talk to Miracle. And Stuart says, you know, maybe it's just the vitamins talking, but I need you to see this through. You need to go after her. So he goes to talk to her. She goes, yeah, I'm working on this starvation strike where uh, everybody's, you know, starving themselves instead of eating. And he looks at the list and he goes, well, no shit, my football players suck. Half the football team's on here. And she gets offended and walks off. Stuart comes over and Larry reveals to him, oh, those, by the way, those weren't vitamins. They were steroids we found in a student's locker. He spits them out and goes, a locker? Da-da-da. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. There was this, in that scene, uh, he also says, it would suck if you got fired, Miracle. She goes, yeah, I know. Science would be the first to go. You know, it's just a bunch of made up shit to sell pharmaceuticals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get that whole... That's why you got that whole anti-vaxxer Yeah, problem. yeah, yeah. I picked up on that. Then we get to the football game. Helen's still digging for the time capsule. Uh, Sue says, Oh, do you want to ask for a break so I can say no to something? She goes, Nah, I'm stoked. I got the testosterone flowing. She goes, Oh, well, I really wanted to say no to something. Walks away. And it says, Hey, Willard, good job hiding your porn. And the crowd starts chanting, porn, no, porn, no. He goes, no, porn, no, porn. 
Oh, hey, Sue. I'm just uh, chanting no porn because trying to get the students not to talk about porn. And she goes, oh, cool. Walks away. Andrew decided to take over for the cheerleaders because he is revealed to be bisexual and vying after both Larry and Miracle. So he does a cheer to try and impress them. (laughs) But he has a joke, too, where he's like, I won't test well. And I think it's a reference to like, he, yeah, he won't do well with demographics. And I thought that was kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, that's the extent of his character, I feel. (laughs) Pretty much. This is when we find out that Stuart has breasts and he starts cheering and everybody gets distracted by his breasts, including their football players. Uh, The other team grabs the football, starts running to the end zone. Helen jumps up, sacks him, grabs the football, and books it to the other end zone, scores. And they go, we won the game! Then it hard cuts to the teacher's lounge and says, "Ah, I can't believe we lost the game. Well, did you also mention that uh, Stuart has a beautiful pair of voluptuous breasts that he was just dancing with on the field? Oh, yeah, I I mentioned that. I didn't mention his primo dumper, though. He did have a primo dumper. Yeah. But yeah, he's wearing a tank top in the teacher's lounge to show him off, I guess. (laughs) Because there is a lot of cleavage there. Yeah, the the boobs get real big real fast. Um, And I mean, that's not how any of that works. No, not at all. So they go, yeah, I mean, we should have expected they'd lose. They didn't count uh, Helen's touchdown. She's not a player. Then we find out the steroids were female hormones. Turns out they were Helen's. And then they find a pile of dirty magazines on the table, start reading through them. And Ennis goes, oh, you found Willard's dirty magazines. And Sue says, oh, Willard, you poor, poor, lonely man. You're fired. (laughs) That's the end of the episode. But there, if I could just say one thing, there is a weird moment where they ask Stuart if he wants to keep his breasts and keep taking the estrogen. And he's like, he takes a moment and he really thinks about it. And then he says no. Um, and I felt like that was the most thought that they could have committed to making that any measure of sensitive <laughs> to, to trans or queer people. Yeah, they didn't do a good job with that. This this show was just offensive to so many communities. It's unbelievable that this aired. And Happy only has like three appearances in the episode, which I think is, is maybe too much, you know, maybe too many. I think just the character of him existing for the sole purpose of racist jokes was kind of too much. But hey, sit down and, and shit up. Well, we're going to stand up and shit down when we come back. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Nate. And I'm Tanner. And we are the hosts of Headline Heroes. Every week we take a bizarre out there article. Germans build underground pipeline for beer. An attempt to create a superhero or villain. The obvious one is that they have a giant robot that runs off of beer. Along the way, we discuss powers, design a costume, and of course, struggle with a name. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No, no. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No! And inevitably, we get off subject and talk about the really important stuff. I did go to Bill Engvall's website and i just want to tell you a couple of things i'm seeing here. please do i wish you would but we always arrive with the super creation we are proud of join headline heroes every tuesday as we try to make reality a little more super so andy since this show does have a heavy emphasis on catchphrases i think this is the perfect time for our segment catchphrase you later and i think since Stuart's catchphrase is, I need a catchphrase, I think he needs a catchphrase. We got to give him one. Oh, boy. Uh. I do think this could be a fun thing where he has a different catchphrase each episode and he's trying to still figure out a catchphrase. Yeah, I definitely feel like out of any of the characters in the cast, Stuart is going to be the one that gets put in the zaniest situations. And so, like... Maybe it's a recurring thing that at the end of each episode, you know, he has his like Carlos from the Magic School Bus moment where it's like he tries out a new catchphrase and everybody's like, Stuart, 
Yeah, I think that could work. Um, what do you think some of those catchphrases would be? Well, I mean, in the case of this episode, it would obviously be, uh, I'm your best friend, you know? Okay. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, well, now I need a new catchphrase. Oh, there it is. I need a new catchphrase. He says at the very end of the episode. (laughs) A new catchphrase. Yeah. Let's try. Hmm. Um, generic only, please. Ooh. Like anytime someone hands him something like, oh, do you want a Coke? Uh, generic only, please. (laughs) Uh, how about, um, uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Do you think he would say something like that? I, 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 I'm not sure where I'm getting that thought from. I'm not sure. It just came out of the blue in my mind. Do you think he would say that though? Um, you know, I think maybe he could say that at some point. I think he said it. I think he, I think he did. I think he would say it because he saw someone say it and goes, you know, that's a fun catchphrase, (laughs) but he doesn't know the meaning behind it. Ooh, that could be a whole episode. Like he thinks it means like something like, I don't know, Jeff Ewell can't melt steel beams, like sticks and stones might break my bones. (laughs) Exactly. Like... (laughs) Like, no matter how hard things get, you know, your steel beams will still be standing. <laughs> yeah. No matter how hard life is, there's one truth we can all accept. <laughs> Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> uh, I think maybe. Oh, what do you got? Uh, I was thinking, like, slow down there, Gary Coleman. Ooh. But, like, he's saying Gary Coleman, like, sarcastically, like, he thinks, like, that's the epitome of fame. Oh. So, like, anytime someone's, like, being, like, bougie and, like, over the top, he's like, slow down there, Gary Coleman. Oh, he's having, like, a Coleman moment. Exactly, a Coleman moment. Ah, yeah. You gotta cut them down to size. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, honestly, it's, it's pretty hard to think of catchphrases. Uh, so can you tell me what some of the other ones were again? Do you have them in in front of you perhaps? Oh yeah. So Sue says no's was no. Right. Yeah. Larry's was why can't someone else teach PE? Ennis was catchphrases are for losers, which I think that could be part of an episode where like Stuart's trying to find a new catchphrase. And he's like, catchphrases are for losers. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe I'm a loser. Or maybe I don't need a catchphrase. Yeah. Or maybe he copies one of their catchphrases. And like, there's a a controversy about it. Because for some reason, catchphrases are very important in this universe. It's the one thing we know. You know, that could work if he's like, he just says no to something. And Sue's like, Hold up, hold up. That's my catchphrase. And he's like, but that's that's just a word. Ed, we've written uh, 10 seconds of a new episode. We wrote well, then, the first joke. <laughs> then we get a yes man situation. Stuart won't say no to anything because he doesn't want Sue to get mad at him for stealing the catchphrase. I'm into that. Yeah. And then like he's Someone trying to comes def- up. Yeah. Someone comes up like. Uh, do you want us to, like, switch suppliers for school beef? It's only 15% beef now, so it's spelled B-E-E-E-F. Because legally it can't be spelled B-E-E-F. So he's, like, trying to say no, but he's like, well, I can't say no. So then everybody in the school gets sick. That could be, like, the B plot. Hmm. And Miracle is going to try some of her, like, she's like, oh, we don't need medicine for this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a drum circle. Oh. And because Larry is in love with her, he goes along with it. I think that um, at the end of the first season, Stuart has found his catchphrase. And it has to do with bringing everybody together as a family. I think his catchphrase would be something along the lines of catchphrases are like family. 
Catchphrases are like family. Catchphrases are like family. Ohana, ohalu, ohana means family. <laughs> ohana means forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> That's from Lilo and Stitches Get Snitches. Wait, no, hold on. Snitches Get Stitches. What if he just tries to do like takes on other tv show characters catchphrases like what so the show came out in 2009 well you know Mm -hmm. what what the biggest show uh to come out in 2009 was right family matters close close it's a little show with a little word in it that i like to say bazinga oh no that was 2007 by the way oh it was two years before oh wow i hate that i know that wow yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was right off the dome. Why do I know that? <laughs> yeah, I like baited you into this. <laughs> Is this like an intervention for me knowing facts about the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Ed, but I think you've been cosplaying as Leonard for the past eight years. <laughs> we need you to stop <laughs> saying Bazinga. You know, if there's a seat that you want on the couch that someone else is sitting in, just sit somewhere else. You don't need that one seat. I'm going to write a new show called Old Sheldon, um, and it's going to be about what's wrong with Sheldon when he gets older and why everybody fucking hates him. <laughs> Can Wallace Shawn play Sheldon? Oh my God, Wallace Shawn is Sheldon. <laughs> okay, well, I just tricked you because Wallace Shawn is in Young, uh, young Sheldon as his therapist, so... <laughs> So you're, you're tricking me into tricking yourself to reveal that you know more about Sheldon than I do. Yeah, it's a reverse intervention. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, God, I got to get you out of here. Oh, man, it's an Ouroboros. The snake donated self. Maybe that's Stuart's uh, catchphrase is this is an intervention. <laughs> but he says it at the wrong time. Or the wink. The wink is the uh, catchphrase. See, I like this is an intervention, though, because, like, there could be a school assembly and he goes, everyone, this is an intervention. (laughs) It's just something I say. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's just a catchphrase. (laughs) Uh, So what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen? Well, I think we described, you know, a couple potential um, ideas that we could explore. Um, But really, I think. What I wanted to see more of is, uh, you know, just five more episodes of Happy. I think we need a whole Happy arc, you know? So I think the show was way... There were way too many characters. Yeah. So, oh, I so think we it was, had to kill some off, right? Yeah, there, there was too much going on. So I'm thinking maybe season finale is when we kill someone off. And that's like the big selling point. Like, who's going to die? happy no actually it's um (laughs) it's merch oh my god (laughs) and he dies of sids at the very end but very very like comedically yeah not comedically no a baby died andy yeah well i mean it's come on ed we got 18 minutes to fill in the show you know they just don't they just kind of like don't point it out until the very end it's like oh by the way uh merch died of sids Oh, they, like, look at the camera? <laughs> yeah. I think that makes sense. I think we should get um, an episode where they uh, just re-air one of the Australian episodes. But they rotoscope it? Like, they draw new characters over it? No, I think they should just show one of the episodes from the Australian show. Okay. I think, so, classic school, you know, trope here. Stealing mascots. Ooh. I, I think they gotta be a, there's got to be a plan to steal like their rival school's mascot before the big football game. And Ennis and Willard are just like, well, not Ennis and Willard. I think just Ennis. Ennis is an idiot. Ennis and Stewart, they think that means, you know, steal whoever's in the mascot suit. So they kidnap someone in the mascot suit. And, you know, we get like a scene like in James Bond where like, He's on the chair. They're swinging the rope and hitting him in the balls. Mm. Ooh, and, like, and and Casino Royale, as you know, uh, came out the same in 2007. day. Just kidding. It was 2006. Oh, 
you doing here, Ed? Do you just you just know everything about 06, 07, 08? I don't know why I know this. This is a serious problem, Andy. (laughs) I don't know why I know the fucking release dates. I know the years that things came out in. What what day did uh, Revenge of the Sith come out? Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Yes. What what day? I know the day. I can tell you. Well, was it May 4th? No, it was May 5th, 2005. So it could be 5505. Damn it. I was going to say May 5th. May the 5th be... <laughs> Revenge of the 5th. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically what I'm saying is I think there should be an episode where uh, Stuart remembers all the release dates uh, for things that came out in 2005 and 2006. <gasps> I just cracked the code of the series finale. Oh, what is it? Stuart hits his head, remembers... He was the principal. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And it, and it's going to be like a whole like goodbye to Sue. Oh. But at the very end, he goes, you know, I could use a vice principal. And there's like this touching moment where it's like a... And they're like looking back at each other and she says, No. Oh, hell no, I'm principal or nothing. <laughs> no, I think she should just say... No. There we go. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the show. The show, the show. show. I don't I don't know where you go with it. I don't know. I think you just gotta sit down and shut up and let it let it, you know let it just kinda die out. I, so only one season on this, right? Only one season. That's good. Well, Andy, that is the premise of unaired, so I mean <laughs> you've been on since the beginning (laughs) well i know we watched one thing once uh that had a second season that we realized and we were like ah and i think it was a jason bateman thing it might have been see because you just don't you never know what this this guy you never know i mean that's why you got the whole month to him chasing bateman chasing bateman welcome to our new podcast chasing Chasing bateman Bateman. (laughs) uh by the way we uh, I think I think we should probably pitch an episode that's, or or at least talk about his character a little bit. You know what what we could do with him. I think you know uh, the coach there. He's uh, you know, he's pretty fucking boring. <laughs> he is, which I think is a problem with a lot of Jason Bateman characters. Yeah, they're they're usually like very vanilla. Well, other than my gay best friend. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. This podcast started with a fucking Jason Bateman show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I even realized that last Batemanuary. He is built into the DNA of the show, Ed. He's essential. Um, yeah, I just took a DNA test. Turns out... I'm 100% that Bateman. Yeah. It's a Bateman. We got a big sign. It says, it's a Bateman. Not Batman. <laughs> Not a Batman. Uh-uh. We made that mistake once. You we got sued. You can't have Bateman without Batman. It's true. Um, so, uh, I think his character, I think the obvious choice is to have him, like, go on a date with Miracle. Yeah, but I want them to, like, continue getting at odds with each other, you know? Like, like I, they don't go well together as people. That's true. And I, I think they realize that in the show. And I think there's some, you know, mileage out of that, that that could be said, you know, like some funny moments, you know, maybe uh, he gets his flu shot or something or, you know, they do do the the flu shots at the school or something. And she, you know, has like a a strike against it. Maybe he's for it. Yeah. And I do think one time he finds out that Merch is actually a little person and this is a little man situation. You know, the hit film Little Man? Oh, I know. oh, I'm well aware of Little Man. I've watched that quite a few yeah. times. The Wayne's Brothers vehicle? Oh, I, I, <clears throat> yes, the Wayne's Brothers filmography. Um, I think that was a follow-up to White Chicks. But yeah, uh, we find out he's just been a little person this whole time. And he's... And he dies you know, of SIDS. And he dies. Of, somehow he dies of SIDS. <laughs> sudden infant death syndrome. <laughs> he was an anti-vaxxing little person. Well... Ain't that how it goes? <laughs> That's America. This is America. <laughs> uh, 
I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Andy, thanks for coming on and your podcast. Tell people about it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, my podcast is called Five Cues with Anders Croft. Uh, the cue is short for questions. It's a show where I bring on interesting people and creators that I've met throughout my life. Um, and I ask them five questions that I come up with. Um, and it could be anything between how are you doing to what's your couch like um, to what's your favorite brand of soda pop when you're doing backyard wrestling. Um, so things <laughs> like that. Uh, and we're on Spotify now, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts, basically. Yeah. And I'll put a link in the description. Uh, definitely check that out. It is a fun show. I was on it. Yeah. Ed was a great guest and, uh, I definitely recommend his episode. And I definitely recommend you check out every episode because, you know, if you love unaired, Andy's been here this whole time. You got to love Andy. Oh, you don't have to love me. You don't have to touch me either. Please don't. No. No, Andy. Yeah. I'm telling them right now. To touch they me? Have, no, no. They okay. have to love you. Oh, yeah. They can love me. They don't me. have to touch you. Yeah. No, you're, you're, sometimes you're greasy. They, I don't want them yeah, to touch you. Yeah, I don't want anybody you. to touch me ever. No. <laughs> I'll get sick. <laughs> no, yeah. Flu season. Yeah, I haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. And also check out all of our stuff on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at uh, Podcast. So we also have a little bit of an announcement with a new release schedule. So new episodes of Unair are going to start going up on every other Tuesday instead of every other Thursday. So just keep an eye out for that every other Tuesday now. And yeah, uh, just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye. <laughs>